The alarm didn't beep when Tanya pushed open the door and entered the building. She stood for a moment in the tiled hallway, waiting, ready to punch in the code. Nothing. She made her way up the staircase, muttering under her breath about how careless the rich were. So careless they could leave office doors open all night for burglars. At the top of the landing, she caught her reflection in the mirror. She touched her swollen cheek and winced at the pain. Bastard. The drunken beatings were worse now that Joseph had been jobless for months and spent his days boozing in the flat while she worked at cleaning offices till she came home at night dropping with exhaustion. Fuck him. One morning, she'll walk out and never come back, she promised herself. The stench hit her first as she opened the door of her boss's office. And then she saw him. Tony Murphy was hanging from the ceiling, his chair beneath him lying on its side. Her hand went to her mouth and she steadied herself against the wall as she felt her legs buckle. She closed her eyes, but the grotesque image was still there, the face blue, one eye bulging like a gargoyle, the other slyly half open, the swollen tongue poking through blue lips and hanging to the side. Tanya gagged, feeling the sick rise in her throat. The closed Venetian blinds clanked and fluttered at the open window. She turned to look again at Tony's distorted face, shaking her head in disbelief. Then tears stung her eyes. Yesterday, in the hotel room where they had had their secret trysts, he told her again how much he loved her. Again he promised he would leave his wife and they'd be together. Liar. She closed her eyes and pictured him, turning her over in the bed in the throes of passion so he could come in his favourite position and remembered how afterwards they'd lain there, spent and in each other's arms. Why, Tony? She sobbed into her hands. Why? She slid down the wall and sank to the floor. Tony had made her believe that life was full of so many possibilities if you loved enough. Now the dream had turned into a garish, terrifying nightmare and the reality was, there was no escape from the life she had. Eventually, Tanya glanced up at the clock on the wall. It was nearly 9.30. She had to compose herself, pull herself together. She got to her feet and stood, sniffing, wiping her face with the back of her hands. She took a step towards the desk, where she squinted at two envelopes addressed in Tony's handwriting, one to Millie, his wife, the other to Frank, his partner in the law firm. She picked them up and shoved them under her vest, then tucked it into her trousers. She looked up at Tony's body, and the tears came again. Tanya was backing out of the office when she heard the front door open. She staggered to the top of the stairs and started screaming as Frank Payton, startled, ran up the stairs towards her. She couldn't speak, but just pointed in the direction of the room. Oh, Christ! Oh, Christ, no! Tony! Call an ambulance, Tanya! Hurry! He covered his mouth and nose with his hand. He's dead, Mr. Frank. You can see he's dead, she said through sobs. Peyton looked at her, then up at Tony's body, twisting at the end of the rope. He took out his own mobile and dialed 999. This is Frank Peyton of Peyton Murphy's Listers in Renfield Street. He took a breath. My partner, Tony Murphy, has hanged himself. What? Here, in his office. I just came in... The cleaner found him. He's hanging from the ceiling. He's dead. He turned to Tanya, 
his eyes full of tears. They're on their way, he swallowed. Tanya watched as Peyton went to Tony's desk and lifted a buff folder full of papers. It was marked, Asylum's Pending. Underneath, written in thick black felt pen, were the names of several countries. Somalia, Rwanda, Zimbabwe, Kosovo, Albania, Iraq, Syria, Turkey. No note. Can't believe it. Nothing. Not even for Millie. Peyton closed his eyes and pinched the bridge of his nose with his thumb and forefinger. Oh, Millie, what am I going to say to you? He whispered to himself. He stood for a moment, looking around the room, then bent down and went into the open safe in the corner. He took out three more bulging files and left the room.